Today on this episode of Going Deeper, if you didn't get enough parables last week, you're in luck because we've got more parables of Jesus this week. I'm your host, Kyle McCaskill. I'm Doug DeGraffen-Reed. I'm Marie Burns. So join us as we go deeper. Well, we're here this morning to finish the discussion we had last week about parables. Parables. Indeed. And so if we didn't get to your favorite parable last week, chances are we're going to hit it this week because we've got a lot of the big ones today to talk about. Indeed. First off, we have which one, Marie? Well, I'm going to upset your apple cart. You're going to upset that's my what apple I do. cart? Can okay. we start at the end? Oh, we can start at the end. Please do start at I the just, end. I noticed we we have three readings out of Matthew, and then we have two out of John. Mm-hmm. And so two things I've noticed about John. First is there doesn't seem to be... We're just talking John in general. Don't panic um, and flip your Bible. Oh. Um, it's okay. I don't feel like I see a lot of parables in John. Mm-hmm. And when I do, they don't look like the parables that I'm seeing in Matthew. Okay. Am I on track? You're on track. John is much different than the other three. Uh, his narratives include, um, they're more relational. They're bigger stories about people mm-hmm. that uh, run longer than the synoptics. And uh, the parables are more extended metaphors. Mm-hmm. about this is what the kingdom or this is what living a Christian life is about. So, yeah, John is going to, uh, um, John's going to sound a lot different. Mm-hmm. Um, John kind of sounds like um, he would smoke a pipe <laughs> and, and um, you know, wear glasses and be professorial. And he engages the story differently. There's a lot of inductive uh, mm-hmm. teaching and and use of ways of getting you into the story with John. And the irony is John is the one that's got, John is definitely an onion gospel. There are a lot of different layers in layers. John. The deeper right. you go, the more you find. And I don't know how many times early in my ministry, for some reason, I told new Christians, go read John. It's like, that's not the best advice in the world, Doug. (laughs) You know, read Matthew, Mark, or Luke. Don't tackle John first off. Yeah, but but John, to me, I don't know. It just hits different. It does. uh, in, In a way that, really makes me think and appreciate the story mm-hmm. in, in a deeper way. Mm-hmm. John's a little bit of a poet. Sure. And, uh, uh, I I like the fact that we've got Matthew, Mark, and Luke, mm-hmm. who they're, they're more narrative, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But, but John, yes, the, the poeticism there, it just, me and my, you know, tendency to like, the, the creative stuff. I just kind of get a charge out of, mm-hmm. of thinking in, in these more left brain ways. Mm-hmm. 
Is it left brain or right brain? I don't yeah, remember. Don't ask me. I don't but know. in any case, in these more creative ways about the story of God and us. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like what we're reading in John. The vine and the branches, hands down, one of my favorite. Yeah. You like the vine places. and the branches? I do. Deeply. The vine and the branches doesn't make you uncomfortable? Not at all. You're not worried about getting pruned? I mean, it's a it's a reality of life. Who gets pruned? Everybody. Everybody. I know. Everybody. Pruning is not a, a punishment. It's no. an encouragement for growth. Right. Yeah. But... Everybody gets pruned. Yeah. It's just, does it, <laughs> does it stop there? Or do you get swept up and thrown in a fire? Well, uh, you know, uh, it's that time of year that we're all watching leaves start to bud out and we're pruning roses and some people have already done crepe murder uh, <laughs> as, right. as a form of, of pruning. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. It just, yeah I mean it is what it is but you don't don't just st- don't stop there you keep going and you find yourself in one of the greatest invitations to join in in the relationship that exists between Jesus Christ and God the Father that, mm-hmm. I mean it's one of the most beautiful invitations you'll mm-hmm. ever find this is where Jesus is saying God and I have this love come love me and become a part of what we already have it's one of the best invitations in the whole Bible come get grafted into the line yeah well, and mm-hmm. And what I like so much about the the imagery here is this idea that all we are are branches. Mm-hmm. We, yeah. the, the fruit that comes from our lives mm-hmm. doesn't come from us. Right. That's right. That's something of a relief if you think about yeah. it. It's not on it's, me. It's I, All I have to do is be available. Yes. You know? And Say if yes. I make myself available, mm-hmm. then... God's going to take care of the rest for yeah. me. And yeah, like it's a huge relief. Yeah. I yeah, I love this area. The whole the whole abide invitation is mm-hmm. peaceful. Yeah. It's very powerful to me too. Yeah. I love it. I don't want to get into your sermon though. <laughs> well, abiding is uh, while it's an active verb, it's sort of a passive. Mhm posture Hmm. you know when you're abiding you're you're sitting there on the sofa behind us just being present in the moment Mm -hmm. being present in the space Mm -hmm. and um um yes you can abide in jesus while you're being very busy but there's this notion of resting Mm -hmm. in him of Mm -hmm. you know my rose bushes don't consider what they are they just they are right and um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get past that that that, that pruning. pruning part because <laughs> I, I know how I prune, and um, it's like whoa. Well, and so uh, God is God, and I am not, and thank God for that. You yeah. know how you prune. Yeah. And, and some things that uh, are in my life that God might want to prune away are those um, non-productive behaviors right. mm-hmm. that that keep me from abiding or mm-hmm. keep me from just being who I am in Christ Jesus. So, 
if we'll spend the time abiding though, I think those behaviors become known to us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and how destructive they are. And we can be in a place where we accept that I don't need this behavior anymore. It's time to let this go. And then if we're willing to abide, maybe the pruning's not quite so painful sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's there's no way around it. It's going to be painful. Well, uh, I have two... They're climbing rose bushes on the side of my house. And in the first year you plant them, you kind of leave them alone, just let them be. And uh, this year they they just sprouted up and they were ascending, mm-hmm. but they didn't have the strength to climb mm-hmm. up. They, they yep. kept falling. So mm-hmm. pruning them back has uh, created the strength that'll let them um, be and do what they are genetically predisposed to be and do mm-hmm. and that's be climbing roses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. rather than falling down in the front yard roses <laughs> it's like I, I propped them up i've tied them back and and i just told them guys we're gonna get to this spring and i'm gonna trim you back and it's gonna be okay i mean next summer y'all are really gonna have a good time <laughs> Um, anyway, and I and I guess the other thing is um, my reaction to the 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 vine and the branches is how I've heard it preached, mm. and it can be preached uh, as an encouragement, mm-hmm. as a recognition that we all have behaviors that are counterproductive, mm-hmm. um, but I've heard it preached with a tone of judgment mm-hmm. that mm. just was um, obviously damaging. Right. Right. Well, because if you keep reading, if you take it out of context, sure. But if you keep reading, you find that there is not only not damage happening there, but but new life and growth. Well, it, it's not so much da- damage because if you're a, a master gardener, you know how to prune. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, the master gardener, is going to know how to prune to to get the best fruit out of the mm-hmm. um, the vine. So, um, and there again, we're reading the vine and the branches under the broad category of parables. Right. We don't push the literal in this. It is a, it is imagery. So, mm-hmm. um, I guess growing up that, um, some of the people I heard preach didn't know about parables. <laughs> the, I'll admit it's a little harder to pick up on in John. I mean, John 10, the other one that they pull from John is a perfect example to me of going, that's a parable. I mean, I guess I see it. This is the good shepherd and his sheep and they mm-hmm. know his voice. And then at some point he is the gate. And then later on, we have a hired hand that runs away and leaves the flock to die. I mean, it's just, this one was harder for me to sit and really read all the way through. The The interesting one about um, John 10, and since you've both been to the Holy Land, you've probably heard the, the great discussions about shepherds and all those images. Mm-hmm. There were images or there were scholarly articles uh, back in the mid-80s about uh, Jesus, the good shepherd, being an oxymoronic statement that (laughs) shepherds in that culture were not good. Mm. 
that when Jesus says, and which of you having a hundred sheep, losing one, leaves the 99 and goes after the one? Well, Mm -hmm. it's a rhetorical question. And the answer out of that culture is none of them. They just go, they don't care about a lost sheep because they just go to the neighbor's flock and steal another sheep. And so Mm -hmm. when Jesus takes on the moniker, I am the good shepherd, he is redefining shepherd rather than what they've culturally experienced. He's defining it back to the um, the Lord is my shepherd mm-hmm. of, a, of a compassionate, loving shepherd who, uh, and John 10 catches that, who knows the sheep and the sheep know him. Mm-hmm. It's not a mercenary thing. It's a relational mm-hmm. thing. So uh, we have a little bit of cultural change going on in John 10 that... Um, um, a lot of times we just don't dig behind some of the images mm-hmm. and, and the Christmas stories when uh, the birth of Jesus is announced to the night shift shepherds. Mm-hmm. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Probably not. Um, that's just scandalous because not only are they shepherds who are excluded from um, temple and synagogue because they're declared unclean because they can't tell the truth. These are the night shift guys. These are the guys that, what's your job? I watch sheep sleep. (laughs) Well, how exciting is that? Real exciting. So the birth of Jesus is announced to the lowest strata then Mm -hmm. of, of, of the economy that Luke is being consistent in his birth announcements that Jesus comes to all of us, but his birth is announced to people who were least likely to hear any good news. Mm-hmm. So uh, John 10 is an extended metaphor that is indeed a parable. Hmm. It's yeah. an image. Interesting. Well, do we want to go over some of the other parables? Yeah, what what's he got against goats? Man, they get the shaft in one of these. Joe, the the separation of the sheep and the goats. Matthew twenty five. Backwards through this week's reading. Oh, we're going. We've started in the back and we're heading to the front. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that's Matthew twenty five. The towards the end where he separates the sheep and the goats. And my mm -hmm. first thought was, man, what goats ever do? Why are they so? Well, that sounds like it's probably a really good question for somebody to ask for a a Q and A session. Q and A. The goats didn't do anything. They were just being goats. It's um, not a real question. No, I, no, I know. <laughs> but again, Matthew 25, the, the great separation of the judgment of the nations, mm-hmm. as it mm-hmm. has it titled in my Bible, is frightening to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and again, if you take this literally... You are going to stop and help everyone who asks you for it. Mm-hmm. Which is not healthy either, in my opinion. Uh, it's not healthy. Uh, it can be dangerous. So we ferret around and say, you know, when is it um, that Matthew 25 becomes uh, pertinent for us? Mm-hmm. And um, in our lives, there are people we help that. We help them just because. Some of them we help, we don't know why we're helping. Mm-hmm. I sure. think those are the ones that um, 
become apropos and appropriate for us Mm -hmm. that um, you help Jesus. And the other side of that is there are some people, and I think this is true, uh, particularly with what you do, Marie, and I know it's been true of me in the past that people come to the church seeking assistance, and there's just something in you that tells them no. Mm And they go away, and then later in the afternoon, something in you goes, you should have done something to help them. <laughs> and uh, be it the Holy Spirit, be it, uh, I don't know, our, our guilt, um, um, they're just, the reality is you can't say yes to everyone who pops up mm-hmm. with a, a need right. like this. And uh, the spiritual discernment that goes on with that is, um, it's a tough assignment. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this can be haunting. And I think that is one of the essence of a parable, the, one of the characteristics of a parable, that uh, parables bother you at times when you think nothing should be bugging me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just the way of a story, mm-hmm. the, the narrative and the reformation reformation of, of imagery and uh, behavior kind of so in this in this passage the very end of it when uh, when the question arises when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison mm-hmm. when you did it to one of the least of right. these you did <clears throat> and, it to me and Jesus says when you did it to one of the least of these and I wonder if a part of this isn't Jesus saying, you need to see the people. You need to notice the people. Because isn't it so easy uh, to, like, if, if they, the people who need stuff become just part of the noise of the day. And you learn and train yourself to ignore them because it's easier to ignore them. Yes. I mean, how many, I don't know, we'll work for food or something. Mm-hmm. Right. There's also a, a literary thing going on with Matthew that Matthew does some pretty cool things with imagery. He has basically set up the sheep and the goats, um, the story about helping the stranger. Wouldn't you agree? When have I seen you? And mm-hmm. But then in 40, the king will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, mm-hmm. you did it to me. Matthew has this sort of subterranean um, teaching about the church. Mm-hmm. That's why Matthew gets dated a little later than um, some of the other Gospels is mm-hmm. because there appears to be a full notion of the body of Christ as the institutional church. And so suddenly is the separation of the sheep and goats talking about how we treat strangers, how we treat people in general, or how we treat other members of the church? Hmm. I can't answer that because yeah. I've gotten the response that, that you're supposed to go, wait a minute. 
when it when it was it we saw you a stranger and welcomed you and then suddenly you're talking about it, you did it to members of my family well which way is it jesus is it a stranger or is it members of my family mm-hmm. hmm. or it- are these strangers all members of his family Well, um, <clears throat> this is the conundrum show, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Maybe parables aren't so simple after all. They're not. When you, <laughs> right. when you start digging around them. I mean, uh, these are all very familiar. Uh, and I, I imagine if we've spent any time at all reading scripture in our lives or sitting in a church pew or a church seat mm-hmm. at all, then we've, these are likely... Uh, all five that are all five passages mm, right. that we read today, because there's a bunch of parables in these. Yeah. Uh, we, you've probably heard them. Mm-hmm. And chances are, I would say, you know, over the course of my life, I've heard the same parable preached several different ways mm-hmm. uh, or, or with several different intentions, not, right. not necessarily different meanings, mm-hmm. but different intentions. And I guess that goes to the season of life we come from. But they are challenging, uh, and they're supposed to be challenging, though. Right. Well, and so to that end, I would say, why not both? Strangers and in the family, because it has application for different times and spaces, because they are like onions, these parables, and they, they do have the many layers. So why, why not both? I mean, we... No, that's right. You're, you're correct. Not, it feels like the easy Sunday school answer, but at the same time, it's, it's hard. It's mm-hmm. both and. It's, yeah. It's both and. And that flies in the face of our culture right now, which is an either or. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, we love us and them and arguments. True. Jesus has created... Yes, it's, it's both and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we, we say that, but then he's also saying the sheep and the goats, separating the sheep and the goats. Well, she <laughs> was. Well, I mean, brighter, we got to be careful with that one, though. Huh? On, well, on a brighter note, you, the connections run deep. The, the parables basically start with uh, Matthew 13, mm-hmm. the 13th chapter, the parable of the sower. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite parables to pick on people about because uh, <laughs> the seed falls among all kinds of ground and mm-hmm. people uh, spend all kinds of sermons and time in the pew wondering what kind of dirt they are. Am I good dirt? Am I bad dirt? Am I thorny dirt? Am I dirt with uh, wisteria roots growing up in me? What am I? When the point of the parable has very little to do with the kind of dirt you are mm-hmm. and more to do with the kind of seed you're sowing. Jesus didn't call us necessarily to till he called us to sow seed Mm -hmm. and the reason i say that is because when you turn to the 25th chapter of matthew what parable he's he's taught the parable of the sower and he says to the disciples you know they ask why do you speak in parables and he answered to you it's been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven but to them it has not been given Uh uh-oh there's them and us Mm mm-hmm for to those who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. 
And we end basically uh, in Matthew 25 with the parable of the talents. The guy, you know, gives property to the the three servants. Mm -hmm. And the one guy who received the one talent who goes out and buries it and, you know, didn't do good says as they're making their... um, they're showing their results. Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you did not scatter seed. And you as a reader and hearer of Scripture should think, that sounds a lot like Matthew 13. And then lo and behold, they're tucked in Matthew 25, are words that very similar to what Jesus said in 13, for Mm -hmm. to all who have, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from whom those who have nothing, even what they have, will be taken away from them. And Jesus is repeating himself. So you can look and just bracket. Matthew loves to bracket things. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is Matthew's bracket around the parable section that... um, Jesus has put the seed of his word in your life. And are you growing it? But also, are you sowing it? Mm -hmm. Are you just scattering the seeds of God's love and grace? And if you take Matthew 13, it's going to drive a lot of church people crazy because what Jesus basically is saying is, you're going to sow seeds and you're not going to see the results. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Jesus is in charge of results. He's in charge of pruning. He's in charge of giving growth. He's in charge of seeds sprouting. Just go and sow the seeds of mm-hmm. God's love and grace. I feel like we said something similar to that about <laughs> the abide in the, the vine and right. stuff. Well, <laughs> there, there seems there to be a consistent message. There here. are, yeah, definitely connections. So, two things I kind of see here with this is one, I know people who try to really provide specific interpretation with these struggle with this landowner one because the servant says, I know you're a harsh man, and the landowner never tries to say, I am not. I have never reaped where I didn't sow. <laughs> and they're trying to insert God as the landowner. Mm-hmm. Don't press the details. Thank you. That was the first thing I noticed. And the second one is, as I look through the different ones we've read today, I see another parable theme popping out, not just the kingdom of God, but that there has to be a choice that's made at some point mm-hmm. where yes. you you commit or you don't mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there will be casting into the darkness and weeping and gnashing of teeth and you'll be a goat and you'll be, you know, there, there at some point in here we have the theme of these parables. Kingdom of God is like, mm-hmm. you know, living out the life of faith looks like this and another theme of parables. At some point, a decision has to be made. You mm-hmm. can't live your life on the fence. You can't just warm a pew. Yeah. There has to you be to the decision and, and the commitment. Yes. It's it's there. And I think that's the catalyst for some of the parables making us uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, and and tucked in all of this stuff, we, we once again have this message in Matthew 20 um, about the master who hires the people. And then 
he offers people that he hires at different parts of the day mm-hmm. the same wage. Right. And we have this message of, okay, now you, you, you're hearing all these things. Mm-hmm. Now let's think about these things vertically mm-hmm. and not look horizontally here. Meaning uh-huh. I don't need to be paying attention to what God has given you or God has given you. Right, right. I need to worry about mm-hmm. me and God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think one, it is really, really too easy for us to try to compare ourselves to other people and then oh, yeah. feel like we've gotten slighted. But then it's also altogether possible for us to say, huh, I got more. I got the better end of that deal. Well, if I'm following God, I got the deal that God yeah. made with me. Yeah, exactly. Not the deal that I made with God, by the way. Yeah, you don't want to turn that one into a social justice issue. Yeah, no. And that's something that, you know, people love to do with the Bible mm-hmm. is, I mean, yes, Jesus is for social justice, but that's not what's going on in this parable mm-hmm. of, you know, people not getting paid what they're worth. That's no, not what's no, going on don't, here. Don't make the laborers in the vineyard about economics or right. or fair wages because right. it's, it's a story of grace. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like with the the ones we went over last week with the the woman before the harsh judge and people mm-hmm. were trying to put God as the judge but it it doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't push these things. Yeah. You're you're trying to take the parable into a place where it wasn't meant to go when you do too much of that. Absolutely. And that goes back to John 15 um is either a word of encouragement or a word of justice, mm-hmm. judgment, depending it, on how you have heard it and what you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. Can it not be both, though? <clears throat> I mean, I, from I think a certain it's, point I think view. it's both sure. and. Um, sure, I can see that. I find the older I get, the more I want to talk about God's grace. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I really do. <laughs> well, sure. The... the <laughs> The beautiful thing to me has always been that this, uh, the, the marrying of the ideas of justice, mercy, and grace, and and how they play with each other, because you can't have the idea of grace without there being the potential for justice. If that yeah, makes they, any they, sense, they, they all travel in a triumvirate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and. I think too often, yes, I like talking about grace a lot, but it's because I know that God is a just God yeah. that there is a penalty for everything that we do that's outside of his will for our lives. But my goodness, that justice didn't fall down on me. He's shown you, old man, what is good and what does the Lord require to do justice, love okay. kindness, mm-hmm. and walk humbly with your God. That is one of my favorites. And, Malachi 6.8. And, eight. and it's, mm-hmm. it's got the Micah balance. Six, eight. Sorry. Six, eight. It's got Micah. the balance that we, we lose yeah. that um, sometimes social justice warriors lose that whole walk humbly with your God. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people who daily are walking with God that we all know them um, um, sometimes don't pay attention to the prophetic nudging that um, walking with God would create. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
Yeah. Uh, I think the other thing the parables teach us is there's a choice to make and there's a balance to maintain. Mm-hmm. That uh, the wheat and the tares, mm-hmm. you recognize that some things growing up in the church just ought not be there. Right. But we haven't been called to the ministry of um, management and justice. That's God's thing. And Jesus says, look, there's uh, darnel is known as bastard wheat because it looks like wheat mm-hmm. until it there's actually fruit at mm-hmm. the top of it. Mm-hmm. And the the weeds get so intertwined, the root systems get so intertwined, if you pull the, the darnel up, you pull the weed up too. Right. So Jesus said, not your job. You just, mm-hmm. you know, you let things grow. And um, I wonder if in church life, um, we're spending a lot of energy uh, judging and determining and doing things that uh, are way above our pay grades. Oh, yeah. That we haven't been called to this, that uh, we're to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ as good news, as good news, y'all. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where we need to focus and that's where our energy needs to be. But anyway, that's just another parable that bothers me. Because <laughs> we have the purity people in the church who, oh, Brother Doug, they played the C sharp in worship. Oh, we, need, <laughs> we need to get rid of all people who play and sing C sharp. It's so, okay. It's it. It's okay. We'll we'll do D flat from now on. I want D flat. I don't want C sharp. <laughs> and all the non musicians are going. Hmm, it's what? the same thing, by the way. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I knew that. Well, you knew that. I knew that. Uh-huh. I, I get extra musical credit. That's right. Well, you let it. It's slip. a parable. You let it slip that you have taken piano lessons, so you know music. Uh, no, it's it's one of my great passions that I will never realize in this life. <laughs> I hope there are pianos in heaven. I'm sure there are. Well, I hope they're like on a planet with nobody close around so I can bang on it. I used to (laughs) practice at night, and I had a Labrador retriever that Mm -hmm. howled every time I (laughs) started playing the piano. (laughs) So um, it did not encourage practice. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. Well, this has been a very, I think, insightful discussion that we've had Mm -hmm. here today. And... If you're out there and you still have questions or you have comments about some of the parables, maybe some thoughts, then do send us a message to askgoingdeeper at gmail.com. Or if you're watching on YouTube, you can leave them in the comments for sure. And then we will get those comments answered and replied to. Uh, And don't forget that we we do continue to collect questions for Q&A sessions. So... Send us the questions so that we have something to talk about. Please. Otherwise, we're just going to sit around and talk. Right. And that would be like a normal podcast episode. There you go. <laughs> we want just these with to be more special. Of us. Yeah. We want these to be special. And that's where you come in. That's right. <laughs> so, as always, go ahead and subscribe, like, share, do all the things that we ask you to do every week. And. Any closing thoughts, final words for this week? Heads shaking. I think we're good. We're good. We're good. Up next week, we've got the miracles of Jesus. 
So we're gonna take a little bit of a different turn for what we're looking at next week. So I hope you come back and are continuing to read along with us and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.